Have you ever wondered what Jesus would say if he could speak to you today? Join us on our podcast, A Weekly Message from Jesus, as I use my gift of spirit communication to bring you a channeled message from Jesus. The link is a weekly message from Jesus.podbeam.com. His messages will bring you much happiness and guidance in your life. He sent forth his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Psalm 107 verse 20. The message you're about to hear is a straightforward, down-to-earth and insightful teaching by Lady Reverend Adelaide Heward-Mills. Lady Reverend Adelaide serves under her husband, Bishop Dag Heward-Mills, as a pastor at the Lighthouse Chapel International. Lady Reverend Adelaide is a handmaiden of God and is privileged to have been used by God to pastor and to speak the Word of God, both nationally and internationally, to all ages and gender. She has a plethora of messages on many issues, experiences, and situations of life from God's perspective. Get ready to be transformed as you listen to this message by God's anointed handmaiden, Lady Reverend Adelaide Heward Mills. Hallelujah. Shall we share a word of prayer? Father, thank you for this evening's gathering. Thank you for this harvest. We have come to show our gratitude. We have come to count the blessings in our lives. We have come to remember your faithfulness. We pray that this evening the word of God will have free course in our lives. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will fall on good soil. That the word that shall come out of these lips of clay shall fall on good soil and yield much fruit. Thank you that this shall not be wasted time in your presence, but shall be a fruitful and productive time. Thank you for your grace and for your anointing to speak your word. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, praise the Lord. I'm very excited to be here this evening. And I want to thank God, first of all, for making it possible for us to be here. And for, like the chaplain said, his faithfulness throughout all the months and the weeks and the days up to today. I think he deserves a hand clap. And then I want to thank the headmistress, Mrs. Jokuto. She was my Bible study leader when I was in Form 1, yes. And we used to call her Sister Betty. And she sowed many seeds into our lives, and I believe that that's the reason why some of us know the Lord today. And we thank God for her life. And I want to greet all your staff, your chaplain, senior staff, teachers, thank you for having us. And um, I will not waste much time, but I also want to introduce to you your 1988 head girl of the school, who is now a pastor and a medical doctor by profession, Dr. Joyce Wilson. Will you give her a hand? Joyce, thank you. So she, her name is on the board over there, okay? At that time, she was Joyce Coco. She's now Dr. Joyce Wilson, and she's also...
practicing at the Lighthouse Mission Hospital. So, and I also came with Lady Pastor Bridget Marion. She's also an old girl. There are many old girls in Lighthouse. And, uh, and then there, the rest of them are from good schools, but not as good. They went to Achimota, and they went to Mfatsman, and they went to Ebri Girls, but not as good, okay? <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, today I think that I want to share with you about remembrance. Amen. Shall we turn our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 6? Hebrews chapter 6. We are reading from verse 10. My time is very short, so I will not be very long. So remembrance, or if you like, people who forget. The Bible says, for God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown towards his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. Amen. Now I'm sure some of you are saying, ah, Lady Reverend, why are you reading to us that God is not unrighteous to forget and all that? We know that already. But I'm trying to make the point that people who forget are unrighteous. Because the Bible says God is not unrighteous to forget. Amen, somebody. So if God is not unrighteous to forget, then it means that we are unrighteous when we forget. Would you agree with that? So we should not forget because God does not forget. And it says that God is not unrighteous. So to forget is a, is, is a, a sign of unrighteousness. We think that unrighteousness is big sins like fornication, lying, pride. It's true. But forgetting also is an unrighteous way of living. And because God is righteous, he is not such that he forgets. He does not just forget everything. Everything you do, he remembers. He says that whatever you do in the service of God, he remembers. Now what about us? It is a very crucial thing to forget. When you forget, you become demoted. Have you forgotten? Some of you who do geography, when they ask you, what is the longest river in the world? Then you said River Jordan, and you got it wrong. When they said that, where is something digested? Then you gave another answer. And because of that, you got your biology wrong. So when you forget things, it costs you. Amen? And also when we forget his benefits, we forget his goodness, we forget his faithfulness, then we are doing ourselves in and we are likely to be demoted. Amen. Now it is very, 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 very important for us to remember. And I pray that this evening as we go through, if you like, the short exhortation I have for you, you will remember all his benefits. Now I remember being in the law school and you have to remember many things, especially in the Ghana law school. In, in, in uh, the UK and elsewhere, when you are writing your exams, you are given all the law books so you can refer. But in Ghana, 
when you are writing, you have to remember everything in your head. So if you say, Article 92 says this, and it doesn't say that, you are in trouble. And I had a very good friend who was in our discussion group. He's now the director of the law school, which shows that God always gives another chance. And once we were in class, and he was dozing off a bit, and then they asked him, uh, what does this case say? He got up and he said something else, and the lecturer could see that he had forgotten. And then he quoted something that was right, and they asked him, would you quote a, a case to buttress what you have said? And he said, in a celebrated case, they said that this, 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 then Professor Ufusu Amar said, this case has not been celebrated anywhere, and all your facts are wrong. And because he had forgotten, he had to now go back, do more assignments and all that. And I believe that it is the same with us in our lives. We seem to forget so many things that God has done. And when we forget like that, it costs us something. So forgetting will lead us to demotion. Amen. Now, forgetful people become memories. Sometimes we forget what a privilege it is to be in a school like this. And you just concentrate on, oh, human traffic. I have to do this. There's too much stress. There's too, but there's more stress outside in the world than there is here. And this school is just preparing you for a greater stress. Say amen, somebody. And so you have to be very grateful for the fact that you even made it and that you are seated here this evening, it is something to be thankful to God for. Amen? Amen. And so instead of looking at all the negatives, I don't like the dining hall food. It's amazing, but all of you put on weight when you come here. So there must be something good in the dining hall food. But all these things, when you just look at negatives, and you look at what you don't have, and you look at what you could have had, you become like the children of Israel. And you become an ungrateful person. Amen? And not only do you become ungrateful, you become used to murmuring and complaining. And that shows that you have forgotten. So for most of you, apart from the form ones, you have been here for one year. What are the things that God has done that you, have, you can be thankful for? What are the things that you can remember so that you will not be unrighteous to forget. Because God is not unrighteous to forget. I am very, very, very grateful to God that I came to a school like this. And I'm always saying it everywhere I am. Because there may have been some bad times. After all, life is not just all summer, all winter. There's nothing like that. The Bible says, so far as we are alive, seed time and harvest, day and night, uh, uh, Summer and winter, they will not change. So, life seasons cannot be only one. Every day is summer. It can never be. But when it's summer, you thank God for the sunshine. When it's winter, you thank Him because there are certain things that can grow only in winter. There are certain crops that grow only in winter. And for you also, there are certain things in your life that God has been able to birth only because you have gone through difficulties. But if you have not been through a challenge before, then you take life for granted. But when you came here and maybe you were deprived of certain things, it's making you a better person. It's teaching you to 
to know how to relate to everybody from across the divide. It's teaching you humility, virtues that mommy and daddy were not able to put in you, but this school is putting in you. Say amen, somebody. So we have to, like the song says, count our many blessings. Let's look at Psalm 78, verse 40 to 42. How oft did they provoke him in the wilderness and grieve him in the desert? Yea, they turned their back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. They remembered not his hand, nor the day when he delivered them from the enemy. They remembered not. They remembered not. Everybody said they remembered not. Yeah. They remembered not his hand, nor the day when he delivered them from the enemy. The children of Israel murmured against God continually. Amen? Every time, you know, when God delivered them, he took them through the Red Sea. As soon as they saw the Egyptians, they said, hey, what are we going to do? How are we going to survive? These Egyptians, Moses, why did you bring us here? They had forgotten the Passover. They had forgotten that God had said that they should get trinkets and valuable things for the Egyptians. And actually, he had prospered them. They had forgotten. How many of us have walked through a sea before? Since then, that miracle has not happened again. But they didn't remember. And when they got to the, through the wilderness, they remembered what they didn't have. But they didn't remember what they had. And the Bible says that they remembered not the hand of God. What is it that you remember, which is only the negative? And what is it that you don't remember that God has brought you from? For me, one of the greatest gifts that God has given me is the gift of salvation. The fact that I found Christ. The fact that I found a personal relationship with God. It saved me from a lot of foolishness. Say foolishness, somebody. You know, sometimes we allow boys from Boche to lie to us. Amen? Amen. And they sing to you, lay your troubles on my shoulders, put your worries in my pocket. His pocket. His own problems can't go into his own pockets. How can he now tell you to put your problems in his pocket? But because sometimes you don't have a God, other things will fill that void. Do you understand? So I am glad for the gift of salvation. By the grace of God, I got born again from the age of nine. And then when I came to this school, I found more of Christ. And by the grace of God, I walked with him. And then by the grace of God, I walked with him also in the university. And when I look back, there's nothing that God deprived me of. Sometimes you feel deprived. Oh, I can't do this with a boy. I can't do that. I feel stifled. I want to be liberated. Liberated unto what? Amen? Liberated unto foolishness. Liberated unto lawlessness. No having no goal. No. And I always used to pray by the grace of God. God, I beg you, let me marry my first boyfriend. And let me also be his first girlfriend. And it happened just like that. Hallelujah. And so I'm thankful to God for the foolishness he delivered me from. 
for the type of atmosphere he created in this place. By the way, I was in Ellis' house. It wasn't because I was wise. It wasn't because I was great. But it was because I was foolish enough to follow the word of God. You know, I wasn't smart enough. So I needed somebody to guide me. I didn't have what it took. So I needed somebody to guide me. And thank God, he brought Jesus into my life. And he led me step by step. And I'm grateful for that. And when I look back, I have many mates from the university. You know, and I will be ending soon with that. I'm sure my time is soon up. But I was going to Malcolm not long ago. And I met a, a, a mate in Lagon. And she said, Adelaide, you know all the things that you were saying on campus. Now as we have grown, we finished school, our first degree in 1986. Some of you had not been dreamt of. Eh? And she said, you know, I wish I had listened to God's word. God's word has delivered me from so many things. And I was surprised. I said, really? She said, yes. And she took me to the side. I mean, this is not a... a, a a story. She took me to the side of Malcolm. So we stood there and she said, I said, but why have you left my brother? Because she had this boyfriend that, you know, campus relationships that you think that they are greater than Jesus. And, and they had gotten married and I had met the brother and he said that the boy, and he said that they were now no more. So I was asking, why have you left? She said that if the dustbins in Volta Hall could cry, they will cry out with the sound of babies. That's what she told me. And I said, why? She said, the number of abortions this boy has made me commit. The number of abortions. And now he says what? I don't want him to be my husband anymore. I said, but is that the solution? She couldn't answer that one. And she told me, I'm now a deaconess in my church. I only wish that I had accepted Christ earlier. But when I heard that, and I just got to my car to drive off. I just lifted up my hands and I said, God, it is just by your mercy. It's just by your grace that you shielded some of us, that you kept some of us, that your word was a light to us. It's just by the grace of God. And therefore, I don't play with the salvation that God has given me. I'm very grateful for that. And because of that, even when I go through hard times, God has taught me to be thankful. Because I remember where he took me from. I remember what it could have been. I remember how he has turned things around, even in difficult situations. And therefore, you too must value your salvation. And if you don't have it, acquire it tonight because it's very important. It is the greatest gift that God could have given to us. To send his son to us. And then after God has sent his son... Look in your life. What are the things to be thankful for? Some of you say, oh, I don't have this and I don't have that. There will be times like that. But in it all, you have life. You have something in you that will become of value. And that is the virtues you have, the education you will acquire. All that will change your life. Amen. One of our bishops, he was my mate in law school. When he was coming to the university, he came with a, um, a, a, a carton. That was what his things were in. As people were wheeling their suitcases and he was also carrying his ideal milk box and coming from the gate. He didn't have 
anything. Nobody can even deny that. And he struggled through school, struggled through law school. Sometimes he will work here, sometimes he will work there. But the grace of God has kept And he was always joyful. And the verse we read said that a man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. It's not how much you have that guarantees your happiness. But it's how grateful you are. Your attitude. The Bible says, in everything, give thanks. Not for them, but in them. Amen? And the Bible also says in Romans 8, 28, that we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them that are the called according to his purpose. All things may not have been good in 2011 up to now. All things may not, in fact, likely shall, shall may not, it's not may, did not turn out well. But the Bible says it will work out for good. Lady Reverend, how would that be? Have you seen the watches seller on your junction? She uses rotten tomatoes. And then she uses rotten pepper. But the, the rice is okay and the meat is okay. But when she puts it together, it works together for your good. Although not all the ingredients are good. It's the same with your life. Some tomatoes may be rotten sometimes. Some things may not go the way you want. Some peppers may be rotten. But God is able to put all of them together so that they work together for our good. Hallelujah. And therefore, if we have that mind and that attitude, we will be thankful to God. Be thankful for your salvation. Be thankful for the gift of life. Be thankful for the talents, the gifts, and the callings of God on your life. Be thankful for the school that you are in. Be thank you, thankful for the virtues you have acquired or inculcated, have been inculcated in you. Be thankful for the spiritual heritage you have. I am a Methodist by birth. So I know all the canticles and all the because my father always took me to church. And I believe that that foundation is what brought me to where I am. Amen? So look in your life this evening and say, what am I going to be thankful for? Sometimes you, you are not thankful. Say, eh, this teacher, she was mean to me. Whatever. But as she was mean to you, she, she nurtured the gift of patience. Amen, somebody? She nurtured the gift of humility. Amen, somebody? She nurtured the gift of compassion because now when you see a wicked senior and what she did to you and then you see her from one girl, hopefully you are also not mean. But it teaches you where you have come from. Amen from once. And stops you from being mean. So forget not his benefits. God is not unrighteous to forget. You do not be unrighteous. To forget what God has done for you. Amen. So I say, I fell ill. This happened. This mishap happened. Whatever. But when you fell ill, it probably drew you closer to God. When you fell ill, your prayer time improved. Amen. When you fell ill, you started to think about life. What is the value of life? Where am I going after here? Do I have any vision? Is there anything I had for me? If you hadn't broken that leg and been in the bed, you would not have been as sober to think, to think, <laughs> to think wisely. So in everything, let us learn to give thanks. Not for everything. It's not everything that is good. But in it, in every situation. And thankfulness depends on you. 
And thankfulness comes from remembering. If you forget, you don't remember. When the children of Israel, they didn't have any manna, then they started to talk. You see, where are the leeks of Egypt? Where are the garlic? Where are the onions? When you need freedom, what are leeks and what are garlic? What are onions when you need freedom? But when God has given them the ultimate, which was freedom, they concentrated on what they didn't have. The prodigal son, the prodigal son, he forgot the home he was coming from. And some of you, you forget the homes you are coming from. In fact, your behavior and the homes you are coming from don't match. Some of you, you are doer. When you are home, you are somebody else. When you are here, you are somebody else. You are a dual nationality. Your citizenship is in heaven and your citizenship is also on earth. So I just want to say that this harvest season, we want to look back from the last harvest, 2011, and want to say, Lord, we don't want to be unrighteous. We want to remember. We don't want to forget. We want to be grateful. And I believe that as we are grateful, we attract the blessings of God. God bless you as you remember him and God keep you in Jesus' name. Amen. Shall we pray? Shall we pray? I want you to just talk to God. Thank him. The Bible says for his unspeakable gift. His unspeakable gift is Jesus Christ. Thank him for Jesus. Thank him for sending him to die on the cross for us. That's the ultimate gift. That's an eternal gift that never ends. Thank God for it. And thank him for life. Thank him for all the things that you understand and the, the ones you don't understand. Give him thanks. And thank him for bringing us and keeping us and for helping us as a school up to this stage. Thank him for it. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies are. Oh, Father, we thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for sending Jesus to die for us. And this evening, if you are here, you want to say, Lady Reverend, I want to commit my life to Jesus. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to start all over with the Lord. Lady Reverend, I'm not sure whether I'll go to heaven or hell when I die. Every head bowed and every eye closed quickly. You just want to put up your hands. Lady Reverend, I want to be serious with God. I want to commit to Jesus. I want to forget about what lies behind and reach forward to what lies ahead. Let your hands go high above your shoulder. God bless you. I see those hands. Wherever you may be, upstairs or downstairs, forget about who is on your left or who is on your right. Jesus is reaching out to you tonight. I want you, if you have lifted up your hands, to just say this prayer after me and mean it with all your heart. You want to say, Jesus, this evening, I come to you just as I am. Take my life and make me a new person. Jesus, please write my name in the Lamb's book of life. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for saving me. And thank you for a new beginning. In Jesus' name. Father, I pray for every hand that is lifted up. 
I pray that this shall mark the beginning of great things. I pray that their walk with you will be close and deep. And I pray that you will reveal yourself to them. Lord, may they never go back in their walk with you. But may you take them from grace to grace. Thank you for this great school. We leave your blessing here. Thank you for all the years that you have taken us through up to now. Thank you for the students, the teachers, and every member of staff of this school. Thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness throughout all the years, even up to now. This evening, we just came to say thank you. We came to honor your faithfulness. We came to honor your goodness. Be magnified in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. It was great having you today. To find out more about the resources available by Adelaide Heward Mills, please visit the Vision Bookshop at the Kodesh, North Kaneshi, or meet her on Facebook at Reverend Mrs. Adelaide Heward Mills. For prayer and counseling, please call 0243-187-900. You can also drop us an email at honeyonmylips at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, God richly bless you.